Hello, I'm Mike Baselli, and this is episode 21 of Passionate Pioneers. In this episode, we brought on a nationally recognized and seasoned business executive who is now dedicating his professional pursuits and passions to helping others. Keith Harban is a co-founder and practice director for New Enamel, an online dental telehealth practice featuring a preventative care system that offers prescription strength products and easy-to-follow, personalized instructions, all in the comfort of the patient's home. During this episode, Keith discussed how he, as a healthcare outsider, broke into the industry after a fateful lunch meeting several years ago, which led him to co-found New Enamel. Keith also shared in detail the detrimental impact poor oral care and tooth decay has on holistic health and how New Enamel is drastically increasing better oral care outcomes with the novel treatment pathways the organization offers. Lastly, Keith shared where he and the team are taking the organization over the next several years and how they are addressing the explosive growth of the startup. Before we dive into a little bit of tooth talk, I want to thank Keith and the entire New Enamel team for the relentless passion and dedication to bringing compelling and cutting-edge oral care to the patients they serve. It is very evident during our conversation that Keith cares deeply about his company's pioneering pursuits, and I hope you will support him and his team during their journey. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Keith, welcome to our podcast being recorded at Halo Creative Labs, located inside of Angel MD's headquarters here at Catalyst, our healthcare innovation campus in downtown Denver. Mike, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, Keith, I'm so thrilled to have you on the podcast today as we're going to discuss a sometimes overlooked but very important aspect of good health, oral and dental care. Over the past two years, I've been spending more time with leaders within the oral care industry like yourself, and I've been blown away by what I've been learning in regards to the detrimental and systemic impact poor oral care has on holistic health. This is going to be a very important discussion today, and I can't wait for you to share more about your journey and passion to help others and what that means for your fast-growing organization, New Enamel. But before we dive into all the fun and a little bit of housekeeping, for our audience, while listening to any of our episodes, please make sure to visit the episode notes to share feedback and ideas with our guests via our guest feedback form link and to nominate other passionate pioneers for a future episode via our guest nomination form link. And lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on iTunes or Spotify, or click the link at the bottom of the episode notes. All right, Keith, before we dive into some tooth talk, let's take a moment to break the ice a bit so our community can get to know you. I'm going to randomly select one of three questions here. We came up with one thing that you love to do outside of your pioneering work at New Enamel? Boy, what I really uh, love to do is read and uh, go to the movies. It's a great way for me to relax, kind of escape, whether it's with a great book 
or whether it's in the kind of the friendly confines of a dark theater. So are you an e-reader? Or are you still old school with the paper? You know, I'm old school with the paper. <laughs> how come? It's always, it's, it's always a contentious debate with, you know, bookworms. How come you're yeah, still you know old what? school? I really like two things. I like the feel of the page in my hand, and I like to see how much progress I'm making. You just don't get the same feeling with a swipe. You know, I'm back and forth, Keith. Sometimes I'm paper, sometimes I'm ebook. I know when I travel for business or or vacation, I definitely take the e-reader to save some room. But there's just something about also that paper. But being able to take notes and dog ear pages, I, I I know we're nerding out a little bit on reading, but that's kind of where I lie. I've split the difference. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. I understand. I understand both sides of that issue. I like it. Now let's talk movies for just a quick moment. Uh, give us your favorite type of movie. You know, it kind of runs the gamut. Uh, everything from dramas, comedies, just things that are well-written, interesting, and unique. I'm not big on a lot of sequels or prequels. I really like seeing things that are original. Well, there you go. I love it. I'm a big documentary fan myself. So good to know that uh, what you love to do outside of work is reading and movies. Good stuff. Well, let's dive in here, Keith. We have a lot to cover on the podcast today. I want to first start on something that really caught my eye coming right off of your your website at New Enamel. And it says, quote, New Enamel uses telehealth technology to empower consumers to access better oral treatment options at a reasonable cost. I got to tell you, Keith, if you've been listening to some of our podcasts, as I know you have, you're a big fan. I'm a huge proponent of bringing care to where the patient or the consumer wants it. And a lot of the times now, the consumer wants it in new and seamless ways outside of the quote unquote old school brick and mortar. So when I read that on your website, it got me incredibly excited. Yeah. We know from our experience that our patients love the model. And I can't wait to talk about those patients on, on why they love the model, how they're using it, how they're consuming the technology and, and the services at New Enamel. But before we go there, Keith, let's go ahead and take it back a bit. You have quite the background, everything from the Discovery Channel to Disney and being a seasoned executive now being one of the founders at New Enamel. But let's go back a bit. You haven't been in oral or healthcare your whole career how did you get to where you are today in founding New Enamel? Let's take that back a bit. Take us on a journey. Yeah, it's kind of a fun story. My, the other co-founder, Dr. Anthony Fernandez, and I have been very close friends since the first day of junior high school. That's how far back we go. Wow. He went the clinical route. I went the business and marketing route. And we've been close friends for many, many years. And he started doing Canberra, which is the underlying science of New Enamel. Uh, several years ago, probably about six or seven years ago. The protocol has been around since 2007. And he called me one day out of the blue several years ago, and he said, hey, can we have lunch? I'm like, of course, we have lunch frequently. He said, no, I want to talk to you about something business-related. I said, sure. He said, look, I'm doing something in my practice where the results are truly amazing. And he proceeded to tell me a scenario of uh, him treating his middle son who had gone in for kind of a regular checkup and how he had applied this Canberra protocol to the issues that he saw in his son's mouth. And the results were absolutely outstanding. And he said, look, you're a marketer. I'm a clinician. You can't do what I do. And I can't do what you do. But if we join forces, we could really make this a thing. 
And a thing meaning making it more accessible to patients everywhere. Right now, the CAMBER protocol is followed probably by an estimated 3% of dentists in America. So 97% of dentists are still wed to the more traditional drill and fill model of dentistry. And this flips that on its head. And we will and we will definitely be diving in on that, Keith. I'm really excited. It definitely caught my eye in regards to reviewing some of the statistics around all of this. But let's go back to that lunch with Dr. Fernandez. When when he brought this up to you, what'd you think? Were you excited about, you know, healthcare and health of the human body? What did you initially think when he brought that to you? Well, I really was because he also explained to me how the problems in your mouth are it can be so far-reaching because the mouth is the gateway to good health and not so good health. Absolutely. So it can cause you know, all myriad of issues within your circulatory system. And it also was an opportunity to do something that's really disruptive. You know, right now, as I mentioned, you know, most of, of the dental industry is kind of committed to that drill and fill model, which is really, you know, it's, it's not true prevention. It it's, tends to be fixing things that are broken. And so, you know, doing something that's disruptive, doing something that's been clinically tested, it's evidence-based, you know, it really got me excited. And then the, the, the wheels started turning for both of us. And we thought, okay, how can we get this out to the general public? And when and Dr. Fernandez... marketer, it starts getting really fun. Oh, absolutely. And when Dr. Fernandez brought that to you, where... Where was he in the in the kind of evolution of the life cycle of the company in itself? Was it still idea on the napkin? Where was he at the time when he called you up for that lunch? It wasn't even an idea on a napkin yet. Wow. It was kind of pre-napkin days. So he had had some success in his practice doing the protocol. And, and very quickly, the, the scenario with his son, his son was in his mid-20s. He was working in technology. He was working for a company where they had snacks available throughout the day. Uh, he was drinking his share of energy drinks. He wasn't necessarily brushing his teeth as, um, in, in as dedicated a way as he could have. And he goes in for his checkup and Anthony looks at him and he finds six pre-cavity lesions, which most any other dentist would have drilled. And Anthony said, I'm going to put my needles and drills away. I want to put you on this protocol because I want to see another patient and see how it works. He said, you have to follow it. It's very simple. And then I always want to see you back here in about three months for another exam. And he went away with the products. He used them at home as directed. He came back in. And at his next checkup, three months later, there was no evidence that he had pre-cavity lesions. And how long ago was this? Uh, this was probably about six or seven years ago. Wow. So your teeth have the ability, the natural ability to self-repair. It's called remineralization. But you really need the proper care and you need the proper products. That's the big secret out there. Your teeth can heal themselves if you're using the right products in the right way. Well, let's talk about some of that, right? Let's talk about the downstream effects of poor uh, oral and dental care. What does that mean to us? You already kind of alluded to it in regards to holistic health. 
let's talk about that for a moment. But then let's also talk about the financial burden and impact that has on our nation. Let's start with the you know the health of a, the patient, and then let's talk about the financial burden that this has on sure. our, on the yeah. industry. Yeah, great, great question, Mike. Um, in terms of the burden on the patient, you know, first and foremost, there's the pain because if you're suffering from tooth decay, often manifests itself in tooth sensitivity. And if you look at what's going on in the marketplace, toothpaste for sensitive teeth is exploding. You know, there are brands out there that are close to billion-dollar brands at retail because people are eating and drinking things that are high in acids and sugars, and those things tend to demineralize someone's enamel. And the patient may do a pretty good job of cleaning their teeth, brushing, flossing, using a water pick, what have you, but they're not necessarily remineralizing their teeth. And that's where tooth decay comes in. That's where sensitivity comes in, pain comes in, and that's where cavities develop. So first and foremost, you've got pain. To treat that pain, you often have a high degree of expense. So going to the dentist and getting cavities filled. And the thing that people don't necessarily understand is that there's a cycle of decay. And this cycle of decay starts when you get that first filling in your tooth because a filling isn't necessarily meant or designed to last a lifetime. Your original teeth are. But once a dentist cuts into those teeth, they're not necessarily going to last forever. And oftentimes, a filling will break, it'll become loose, it'll fall out, uh, the tooth will crack, and then you're onto a root canal. And root canals are not meant to last a lifetime. And then you're on to an implant. So what we're trying to do is make your enamel as hard and healthy as possible. So we're breaking that cycle of decay as early as possible in the life cycle of a tooth. And does decay also have other comorbidities? So, you know, and I'm asking somebody that's, uh, you know, an expert in the space now, and that's you. Uh, But what I've heard from some of my uh, friends and colleagues in this space is that poor oral care can lead to things like heart disease. Does tooth decay have some of those types of characteristics as well? It does. It does. It can cause circulatory issues, heart disease, a myriad of problems. So you really want, and and what people also don't necessarily realize, there's a lot of disinformation, you know, uninformed patients who, who don't necessarily realize, nor should should they theoretically, that tooth decay is an infection, and you have to really treat that infection. And typically, it's with, depending on the degree, it's with a prescription-strength antimicrobial rinse. You know, something like Listerine may burn your mouth, but it's not necessarily going to be an effective antimicrobial rinse. And the other thing that people don't necessarily realize about tooth decay being an infection is it's, it's pretty transferable, too. So if you share a spoon or a straw or something between people, it can be passed. And one thing I saw as well is uh, you had mentioned a little bit uh, a while ago that at the start of the 21st century, our Surgeon General even stated that tooth decay and, and dental disease is a, quote, silent epidemic. It is. And, and actually, the, the United States Centers of Disease Control have gone further and have said that tooth decay is an epidemic in America. Wow. And so let's turn it a bit too. like we're, we kind of set it up just a, a couple minutes ago. What is the financial burden and impact on our country, on the industry for our citizens of this nation? Is, I mean, is this significant? It's very significant. It, it's, there are lots of ramifications 
for what goes on in your mouth. And if you have tooth decay and pain, nine out of 10 adults are adversely affected by tooth decay. As of 2010, this is the latest data uh, that I have access to, Americans in the aggregate spend over $120 billion directly on dental disease. And that was 10 years ago. 10 years ago. And like you said, and, and we even see it just in our daily lives, it is exploding. You see it being marketed to us. You're, see, you're seeing it in social media, et cetera. This is, uh, and if those numbers are 10 years old, I can only imagine what they are today. Exactly. And, and the other aspect is that, that untreated tooth decay is one of the leading causes of missed school days and work days. So it has a very negative effect, not only on the patient, but also on the patient's place of employment, a patient's school. So in 2000, uh, 1.1 million ER visits were attributed to tooth decay and tooth pain. Wow. In 10 years, that almost doubled to 2.1 million ER visits. So 2000 to 2010. We're now in 2020. I wouldn't be surprised if it has doubled again. I, I just don't have that data yet. And the American Dental Association estimates that 80% of those ER visits were preventable wow. with the right care. So, so that the, the implications financially from a health standpoint, from a pain standpoint, are huge. Are huge. So let's let's tie let's tie it back to what you shared earlier about Dr. Fernandez's son. Some of those results he saw. So obviously he saw incredible results with his own child. What happened then? I mean, I know he contacted you. Let's talk about this. Let's think about building a business. L- take us back to how New Enamel started, how it was or- formally organized, where you are today as an organization, and what you're offering the marketplace, and more importantly, the citizens of our country. Sure. Sure. You know, when we had that initial chat over lunch, it became really clear to me once he kind of explained the landscape was that your your kind of typical dentist, and I put typical kind of in quotes, is really kind of wed to that drill and fill model. That's what they're trained in dental school to do for the most part, even though at this point, uh, the Canberra Protocol, which is the scientific underpinnings of new enamel, is taught in virtually every dental school in America. Um, there's really not, there hasn't been an adoption of the true medical model of prevention because even though the American Dental Association recommends the Canberra Protocol, there's no law that says that dentists have to follow it. They, they're really free to do what they want to do. And so we really very quickly said that the direction we want to go is to be able to educate and empower patients directly. So we immediately found that the best course for us, even though a bit challenging, is to go direct to consumer. And so that's what we did. We we migrated the every aspect of the Canberra protocol from the assessment to the delivery of the products online with proprietary technology. Wow. It's a very simple process that went from um, a chair-side assessment in a dentist's office to, you know, writing out a written prescription. That's kind of the old way. The new enamel way is you go to our website at newenamel.com. You take a very short but very detailed assessment. Our proprietary algorithm instantaneously determines what your uh, risk is for tooth decay. And then we have the ability to prescribe and dispense the appropriate 
prescription products and we ship them directly to your house and you use them at home. It's a very simple model. And how long does that take like, from start to fit from when I first engage with you as a patient to I'm receiving the product at home? How long does that usually take? It'll take probably about three business days oh for you gosh. for that kit to show up at your doorstep. So talk about, talk a little bit about, cause I'm a, I'm a tech geek. So I, I love the tech part. Talk a little bit about this pri- pri- proprietary technology that you have. Yeah, the assessment is, is it's a carries risk assessment. Carries is another word for tooth decay. Um, you, you take our carries risk assessment, which is based on the CAMBER protocol. Um, and it's been tweaked a little bit by Dr. Fernandez uh, because he's been doing these assessments in his office for every one of his patients. So he converted his entire practice and has dedicated it to the CAMBER protocol. That's awesome. He has thousands of patients who don't get cavities anymore <laughs> because they're all on the protocol. So we tweak that in, in our proprietary algorithm uh, is highly determinant in figuring out what your risk level for tooth decay is. So Mike, if you went to newenamel.com and you took the assessment, which literally takes three minutes and it asks you a series of questions about how you care for your teeth, um, you know, what kinds of th- what kind of habits do you have in terms of eating and drinking, uh, medications that you might take. Um, those are all variables that will have a significant impact on what your risk level will be. And I, I can touch on some of those if, if you're interested or the listeners are interested because they're, they're kind of fascinating. Actually, please do. Yeah, let's unpack that a little bit. So, uh, you know, clearly if you're drinking or eating a diet that's, that's high in sugar or high in acid, that is going to have a demineralizing effect on your enamel. And so it's really incumbent that you use products that get your mouth back in balance. So we're really in the remineralizing business. Okay. So some of those things, whether it's, uh, if you're a grown up and it's, and it's a wine or, some acidic uh, beverage like that, or if you're a kid and you're drinking a lot of fruit juice or soda, those things have a very detrimental effect on your enamel. But some things that people may not realize, you know, uh, people think that fruit is very good for you. And in many ways it is, but fruit can be very acidic. So people who drink a lot of smoothies, for example, we run into those folks who have significantly demineralized enamel. And when your enamel is demineralized, that's when you run into the sensitivity and the pain, and potentially the tooth decay and the cavities. So those are just a few of those. And then there, are, you know, if you're eating a lot of sugar, if you're, you know, candy and and cookies and carbs, those are things that turn into acid on your enamel. And those you, you have to neutralize those acids. Yeah, and, and all that makes sense. And I appreciate uh, sharing out a little bit on that, on that, Keith. So the patient's done the assessment. They, they, the results have been reviewed. The kit has been ordered, shipped to the patient. Talk about um, you know, treatment. Is this a, a daily treatment? How does this work? Is it ongoing? Do I only Great. do it once a month? What, what happens on the treatment? Great question. Thanks, Mike. Um, when you go and do the assessment, you drop basically into one of three buckets of risk. You're either going to be low risk, moderate risk, or high risk. There are some folks who are extreme risk, but it's, it's quite rare. Someone who's extreme risk typically has uh, compromised salivary glands because they've had, for example, um, 
jaw or uh, mouth radiation because they're a cancer sufferer. So it's, it's pretty rare. So typically they'll fall into those first three buckets. And those buckets are, are dictated by the, the prescription products that you would get in each bucket. So there's one prescription product in the low risk, two prescription products in the moderate risk, and three prescription products in the high risk. The high risk bucket is the most common risk level in America. 65% to 70% of Americans fall into that high risk bucket for some of the reasons I already mentioned, what they eat, what they drink, how they care for their teeth. Um, Do they take medications that may cause some degree of dry mouth? Dry mouth tends to be a harbinger of tooth decay because your saliva is so integral to the healthy maintenance of your teeth. It has all sorts of elements in it that wash over your enamel that make it hard and healthy. So if if your saliva is in any way compromised, you have a pretty high chance for tooth decay. So the high-risk kit includes things like prescription-strength toothpaste, a prescription-strength antimicrobial rinse, and a prescription-strength topical varnish. And the kits all come with a six-month supply of products. Um, and you use them at home. It's very simple. There are no uh, big lifestyle changes. You change your toothpaste that you use. You use the mouth rinse uh, very infrequently over a six-month period because it's really strong and it works well, uh, but it's perfectly safe. Um, it's, it's a very, very simple protocol to follow. And that's what our patients love the most. It's not like they have to do anything weird or detailed or difficult. It's simple. And you mentioned that it, it, you, you, you are using the words uh, uh, intently, and I like it. Is it. You said prescription strength products, but is it a prescription? Yes. And, and who is writing that prescription? Are we doing it through telehealth, uh, you know, th- through the technology? Yes. Yes, we do it through telehealth. That's awesome. I love it. So six months, you're sh- sending those uh, those kits, and I'm, I'm staying on it. Can I go from a high risk? Can I start working down? It, you know, you mentioned yes. those three buckets. Can I, if I started at a high risk, can I work down? Yes, that is our goal. Our goal is the best patient outcome that you can possibly have. And, and that is frequently what happens. So someone may start off as a high-risk patient, and they're compliant with the protocol, and we send a reminder at the five-and-a-half-month mark that they should go back and be reassessed. They go back onto our website, and they, they're asked a different series of questions, and typically, they will go down the risk continuum. That to us is the equivalent of nirvana. We get very excited about that because it shows that the protocol works. And and as you go down the risk continuum, you're you're now getting fewer products and you're spending less money. Our goal is to get everybody to low risk, ultimately. The the issue is, is that there are folks who have like chronic illnesses where they have dry mouth all the time. For example, there, there's a family of autoimmune diseases that um, maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't, but there's Sjogren's, there's scleroderma, uh, some of those illnesses, and there are millions of people who suffer from those. Uh, some of the key uh, symptoms are extensive to very serious dry mouth. We can't... New enamel and the products that we feature, new enamel, 
cannot cure the dry mouth, but we can do a very good job at controlling the tooth decay that often accompanies the dry mouth. But that would be a situation where they would probably stay at a high risk level. They wouldn't necessarily go down. But virtually everybody else has the chance to go down the risk continuum. It's wonderful. And, and talking about going down the risk continuum, and you and you said it just a little bit ago, it also then it lowers the spend. So let's actually change gears a touch on on the spend, on the you know the financial and the economic model side of this. You mentioned earlier that currently it is a direct to consumer model, but Keith, I got to think that the insurance companies and the payers out there they have to be excited about this. If you are helping reduce cavity and tooth decay. I got I got to be pretty darn excited about this if I'm an executive over at an insurance company. Are you looking at those models? How are things in that in that world? We are. We are. We we've had some really substantive discussions uh, with a variety of different partners who who really do see the value. Uh, they see the value from a patient standpoint in terms of better patient outcomes. Um, there is a significant amount of money that can be saved by restorative procedures that aren't necessary anymore. So the answer is, yeah, we're, we're in some substantive discussions with a, with a number of uh, companies and, and looking at various partnerships. It's very exciting. It's, it's a bit of a game changer, Mike. It's, it's really, it's, it's a lot of fun on our end. Well, I guess we're just going to have to do a follow-up uh, episode on the podcast to get a lot of these exciting updates that you're alluding to, my friend. I'd be happy to do it. <laughs> now, is this service, uh, is this available uh, across the country, certain states? Where are you at and then where are you going? Uh, right now, we are available in California only, but we are expanding in early 2020 to a variety of different states. There are um, you know, laws and rules and licensing issues that we are working through to be able to expand new enamel. Of course. Yeah. But is this, and is this going to stay domestic for the time being? Is international on the roadmap? Uh, well, one of the partners that we're currently talking to is, is very interested in expanding this internationally. So I would, I would say stay tuned for a future podcast, Mike. My goodness, we're going to have a whole series here, Keith. <laughs> that, would, that would be wonderful. You know, here's the thing, Mike. You know, having the opportunity, you know, I'll give you a, a shameless plug quickly, but, but having the opportunity to tell this story to a lot of people out there, it really helps us get the word out because what we're doing has really flown under the radar. And, you know, people really have the perception that how they care for their teeth currently is good enough. And it's not. And if you think about what's going on in society now, you know, 20 years ago, 25, 30 years ago, um, there wasn't a Starbucks on every corner. People weren't drinking you know, sweet coffees three times a day. Well, a lot of people are doing that now. And so everything is, you know, the happy meal and what that has done in terms of the, the, um, you know, the ingestion of, of carbs, it's just lifestyle changes have dictated that you have to look at how you take care of your teeth differently. Well, and that's why we have leaders like you on this podcast. It's uh, intentionally um, marketed as passionate pioneers because that's exactly what you and your team are doing. You're pioneering invaluable work uh, in our communities currently in California, but I know you are going to be quickly expanding across the country. So trust me, uh, the feeling is mutual, Keith. 
Let's talk a little bit uh, as we wrap up here. Let's talk a little bit about future state for new enamel. Where do you and the rest of the team see the organization w- within the next two to three, three to five years? And trust me, I know being in the startup uh, world, things move incredibly fast and we're just worried about the next two to three weeks. I get it. But what, what do you see uh, in regards to the marketplace where you're at with new enamel next two to three, three to five years? Gosh, there's a lot of exciting things that we feel are on the horizon. And, and a lot of it is working with various partners. You know, the, our little machine, as we kind of refer to it, works really well in terms of the assessment. We look at ourselves as, as a dental practice with unlimited chairs. That's how we look at it. And we don't have any needles and drills. And that's typically an attractive uh, characterization, whether you're the patient or you're a potential partner. So we look at partnerships with a variety of different people, whether it be, you know, a manufacturer, a marketer, a, an insurer, and we see we see a tremendous amount of growth. But at the same time, we need to get the word out because consumers don't necessarily know what they don't know. That's you know they've been doing things in a certain way for a long time. And we're very disruptive in a good way. Well, you set me up for my next question beautifully then. What is one problem, need, or question that you and New, uh, New Enamel have for our very fervent, fervent and passionate community around the world? What is one problem, need, or question? Tell you the, the, probably the biggest challenge we have, and I deal with it every day, is the lack of awareness that prescription dental care products even exist even though most of America really should be using them. Getting the word out. We run into a lot of people who say, oh, you know, I just, I go to the dollar store and I buy the cheapest toothpaste I can find. Wow. Hey, everybody makes choices, but we want consumers to make informed choices. Our goal is to educate and empower. If you still want to go to the dollar store and buy the cheapest toothpaste you can possibly find, that's your call, but you should have the latest, most accurate information, how to take care of your teeth as best you can because you only get one set. Well, to our very uh, passionate and incredible community around the world, uh, leaders literally in, in many aspects of the industry that are tuning in weekly on the podcast, please leave some of your idea, ideas for Keith and the new enamel team via our guest feedback form link. You can find that link in the episode notes of this podcast. So please do share out. I can tell you this team is doing great work. And, and a lot of the times, uh, Keith is right. Getting the word out is the biggest thing. So thanks for sharing that, Keith. And I'm very confident that our community tuning in will be sharing some great ideas for you and the team. And we'll be making sure to connect those dots as well. Keith, let's, uh, let's start wrapping it up here. Where are some points online where our community can get a hold of you and the team? You know, the best place to get a hold of um, all the information that you need is, is at newenamel.com, all one word, N-E-W-E-N-A-M-E-L.com. Uh, or, you know, you can send me an email. I'm Keith at newenamel.com. I'm very good about reading and replying. And you are. I can attest to that. <laughs> you can go direct to the source, direct to, to the co-founder. I love it. That's great stuff. So we'll leave those contact points in the episode notes as well. So newenamel.com as well as Keith at newenamel.com. Again, those will be found in the episode notes. 
All right, Keith, it's time to take us home, my friend. Great discussion today. Thank you for, for everything that you shared, but we got one more item for you. We got to fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I absolutely love what I do every day. And I see a difference. We make a difference in everybody's life that we touch. Couldn't have said it any better, Keith. I'm watching your work at New Enamel. I've been following the story and it is incredibly exciting what all of you are up to and the passion that you have every day to continue to bring better oral care uh, to the citizens of our, of our communities around the country. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for spending time with us on the podcast today. I can't wait for uh, all of our community members to get a hold of you and continuing to expand the new enamel story around our nation. Thank you for being on our show today, Keith. Mike, it was my pleasure. I'm happy to come back and update everybody as time allows and really appreciate your generosity of time. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.